next to our tabernacle. You know, when we were engaged in worship this morning, and it, it, it really felt like the Holy Spirit was overshadowing us. I felt that we were engaging Bazalwan. Ningasala Pant Bazalwan as I greet. This emphasizes Uguti Konizinto. Esizos engager physically. As we build it, Habanikeli, Konamakinis on Gokrestu, Azogwambulo, Abu Shagit. As, as we, we, we look at it and we see our lives under the shadow of the Most High God, there are truths. Why we were not moving in the spirit. So sasontega, sasontega, sasontega. Masakfanele kushutwe, ayi. Kunzi mukshutwa. Ngoba as, you know when you read the, the Egyptian corpses, Egyptian corpses, aya repwa. A repwa ngale nduangule, ektini ipaindegile. So konizinto that are bound on us, they look good to us. But we are bound under them. Second, the mood is shoot way. Zikak way. Setting again, Bazogamoing well. As we were raising this, Gibukuba H is hitting. We are cut and gala, we are not going to put a shyelo. Is a yakegel and Tunkunukuna Hallelujah. So I said today. I've been meditating on it the whole week. Get to melu baby message. I quoting. Katoting to melu mam age. Umam age was a born a lentole. Kanding fitumam age o engage. Kuma services of tabernacles with another ministry. Uti mam gigui tabernacle celebration. Ah, ungati abonage. Gang salogging tazes in taining. So we thank God, Bazalwan. talks about us as a nation. Tosa nation, Zulu nation, Sutu nation, African nations. Re Recognizing the light, recognizing the true light, Bazalwan. One of the things, um, Abraham, Abraham, I want you to come out of your father's house. Do you know what God was doing, Bazalwan? Because that house in in a in in a Jewish, in in Hebrew, house is Beit. B-E-I-T, Balapant. 
The word house means bait. Amen. It's the first. If you read the Hebrew alphabet to Genesis 1, house. House does not just talk about Amach and Estini. No, it's not a house. But it talks about where your genetics are flowing from. So that house talks about the spring of your life. Lapo of lower corner. So when God tells Abraham, come out of your house, he was uprooting Nenkabayake. He was uprooting his genetics. He was uprooting his nature. He was telling Abraham, I want you to come out of everything you have been flowing from. Come out of the conversation of your house. I want to bring you into a new house. Amen, Bazalwan. Uksin diso ukishwa. Enziniabo baba. Sizo fagwa. Etende nilengkulungkulu. O o dalili zunum saba. We are pulled out of him. According to, to Psalm 90. Uti no Psalm 90, Bazalwan. Even before the mountains were built, you have been our home. Sia kishwa lapaka deskosele kona. Imbuzina saying, oh man, in a go, see a kishwa. See, so so go uprooting, uprooting, conquer uprooting your DNA, go uprooting family, go uprooting young in Toyako. Says, Bizon go tabashe by convenience, go by same shabin. Godwa, we as a bloodline have been uprooted from anything that has been calling in our bloodline. And we are placed under the tent of the Most High God. It's not about building a structure. But it's, it's building a structure so that you, your, your mind, spirit, and psychology. Practice makes perfect. As you do it, even your physical being engaging as you build something imagination even your soul pull your mind together so we have we flow from a house we flow from the tent of the most high god we live from under his wings we flow from there we thank you father so when G I wanted to touch on this quickly before we pray, Nubaba comes up. Ugute, our salvation does not hinge upon celebrating of the feasts. Amen. We are saved. We are saved. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. However, there is something of a culture 
of the kingdom that celebrating these things bring us into. Ukubona sangati tina asna enza njama kolo. Ngoba sifundi swanga ngezi ntoze etu. Esi zenza ayo. Esi esi celebrate ayo. So even the things that we celebrate were institutionalized against the real agenda. So we celebrate Izinto out of context. But this building these things and celebrating the feast, the Passover, and living first fruit, the fruit of the, the, the feast of weeks, which is Pentecost. The feast of trumpets and the feast of atonement and the last feast which we are now celebrating the feast of of tabernacles is into this culture and the commonwealth siya sanganyela sibe munye no Israel siba ilendu kulukula funuguyubone where he sees the Jew and the Gentile being one man umbuso nge kubuye uu chesu bazalwanu linde lipandeli loto ichuta nom Greek nom Zulu nom Tosa kuyindo eyodwa so one common thing as sense ukuthi sihlanganyele ngokezwi amafeasts that is where we meet the Jew but bona bakhamuka ngeshadow thina siqhamuka ne real thing iphelelise le picture le when we celebrate with understanding that is when the Jew will be jealous that's where the upol athi athi uNkulunkulu Umajuda, I will make you jealous. So when we begin to engage the feast with understanding, I want the Jew to be jealous. Because when I will sanganyelinje, esunzini nomfanegiso, kutu sanganyela, Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Father, that we are not here with the shadow of things to come, but we are here with the real thing. Do you know what I have a Jewish friend? Ikamalake, Uhadasa Kohen. Hadasa Kohen. If you look for her surname, Uhadasa is from the line, a priestly line. If you look at the signs of, of Levi, there was a son there named Kohen. Those were the priests. Uhadasa is a friend of mine, Jewish Nekala, of age. She's a Christian, she's a Messianic Jew. They believe in the Messiah, in Jesus as the Messiah. So when they engage one of the feasts, they engage with the Messiah in their mind. But she asked, when I begin to teach, we, we communion group, group, we inbox, we inbox, we inbox, we inbox, we inbox, we inbox, 
That is where the fulfillment of scripture happens, Bazalwan. Where the Jew wants to know from the Gentile. Uti when I was in Ghan. Boba let's into Zai Nigas Hey, let's engage Bazalwan. Let's stop the arguments and the confusion. We're gonna do things here. We're gonna have communion. We're gonna bless families here. Each family represented here can come under the tent. No one is forced. And we will release a blessing from you will represent your family. Hallelujah. So Bazalwane, all the nations were chosen by God. No, all the nations were chosen by God. If you read Genesis 10, it talks about 70 families which flow from Noah. So if you look at Noah's sons, 26 descendants came out of Ushem. I'm coming to the feast. How it, it comes together. He didn't miss a stitch. Why tunga into ekala e e e itin? Why tunga lento yogusuisela guye? Ese wilu mundungulukuluwa kala wa tunga. Story se redemption. Why itu wabane snake? Wapelu 400 years. U Israel utunjiwe. Unkulukulu satunga. Utungi tezo figa kunina. Go 1979, 1 September. In my mother's womb. That's how intricate and, and detailed God's. It is scarlet. It is a red. It is a red thread. Utunga zo itunga ngora hab. You hang out the red scarlet. It was the red scarlet. Hey, akala e itin. Kumbati somundo kusizomundo. Twenty-six descendants from Shem. Thirty from Wham. And as you know, history tells us that. Africans, they come from Wam. 14 descendants from Uchafet. 70 nations, Bazalwan. Unkulunkulu, Esapanama nations being scattered. We are Kamuka, Kuchenesis 12. Ukipunowa. Uti, I want my nations back. He takes this man called Noah. He says, come out. Because those 70 nations were now under the, the, the tent. Under the tabernacle of principalities and powers. 
Angitu already, who Adam had already given away, is stewardship says into stewardship of time, stewardship of geographical landscape. He had already given up. ตอนนี้ก็เลยเนาะอัตเตนิล่ะเพลังกิตลิโคนาออลเรดดี้อีวูนซูบีฟอร์ยองเกลเอนเดียนจากะซาลิโคนีวูนซูก็ดอมันเ
Hallelujah. And God chooses Israel as the firstborn. That is why they are called the firstborn. That means Israel. We don't replace the firstborn. You can't. And when God, when, when Paul says, I pray that Israel is saved, he is praying, They have brought you here. Now celebrate them because Leviticus, let's go to Leviticus 23. And we're about to pray. Leviticus 23. Amazing what God is saying. Utilana, speak to the children, verse, verse 2. Speak to the Israelites and tell them, these are my appointed times. This is God. The times of the Lord that you will proclaim as a sacred assembly. Now I want to touch on this word proclaim. Because as they were celebrating the feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, celebrating the first food, celebrating the fruit of every appointed time, on a specific day, on a specific date of the month, they would begin to celebrate. You are proclaiming. That word proclaim is to preach. Who was Israel preaching to? Who are they preaching to? When Meshangana, hey Bazalwan, when Meshangana, Gomku, Gomku, Boma Tabanikel, Atunkunungu, you are proclaiming, you are preaching. Do you know who they're preaching to? Every year they go into the cycle, Passover, they are preaching. Abaz Bonukdashumael, Unleavened Bread, they are preaching. First fruit, they are preaching. Or shove what they are preaching. Feast of trumpet, they blow the trumpet, they do everything. Something. So when we join in to the feast, we are preaching. Who are we preaching to? In the desert, there was a preacher named Israel. Preaching to principalities and powers. Preaching about Jesus. Who would redeem them, their Passover lamb. They are busy preaching. control of principalities and powers. So when we celebrate Passover, we are preaching. When we celebrate I, 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 Pentecost, we are preaching. When we celebrate Itabanikel, we are preaching. Bazalwane, why does the enemy fight this thing of the feasts of the Lord? I'll tell you why. Because every time Israel, Ahamba with the Ark of the Covenant, they were moving with something the enemy wished he still had access to. 
Remember, he was the fallen angel. He was an angel that covered. Iak, yang empele sa zuluin. Yaimbozo anguye. Uya sogun kulukulu banikeza. Unyezu Israel. I prototype. Yelezi zintaza zeolos ulusifa. When God was busy giving Israel the measurement, Lucifer was aware. Ukuti gwenzi wanla. Inkinga yake ukutu sanikezu utaganshi. Usanigeza labanda batelelegi. Ubanigeza zintozami. I was walking among the fiery stones. I was the angel that covered. He is now giving them to put this tabernacle on their shoulders. Move for 40 years telling me, Uguti, I no longer have access to these things. They were preaching. Abazibon, Uguti, but Lucifer, the angel, the archangel. Uguti, I, Jawasa Sange, Negui, Tabanikel, Sange, and Manjit's day number six. Sisanga, Jawasanga, and Sanga, and no Israel. Papetum Pongol. Now Lucifer, who had the privilege of covering and opening up the glory, no longer has it. Unkulunkulu sa snik ezeti ni kunya. Lok patum pongod. Usnik ezi kunya. Lok bambizin to zake. Lok ngen and dawen ngwele ngwele. Sam gele so uksis wanges kati setu sa sitingu. The enemy is jealous, Bazalwane. That when you can, you can meet God, because why appointed feasts? Why specific days? Why specific months? Because they are appointed times. We are meeting God. He no longer has the privilege of meeting God. The only time he goes to God is when he goes to accuse you. That's the only court he's allowed to go. When you don't only, only have the privilege of meeting God in the morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. But when feast of weeks of when you have seven times a year where you have the privilege of meeting God. Bazalwane, when we meet God, nothing remains the same. When we meet God on appointment, nothing remains the same. When Israel met God on Pentecost, not just in Pentecost, God, Exodus 20. When Israel met God, he engaged Israel. So as I conclude, my phone is dead. I'll finish now. Just now it's at half past and Baba is going to come. So Bazalwane, the enemy, when, when we celebrate the feasts of the Lord, we are preaching to principalities and powers. We are telling the enemy, 
One uti. Tina sibek elwe inguna pak ate Wena ubegelis hoko. Because tiwa. In that song, is not just the fire, it's the absence of the presence of God. Manja, every time when you celebrate Amataba Nichols for seven days, you are telling Ulusifut, wow, you lost. I am prophesying into my future, I am speaking into my eternity. Every time you do this thing, now every time you, you break bread, you, you have communion, you are preaching to him. Kick and scream, hurt me, give me pain, tempt me. Basalana, when we engage these things with understanding, do you know what now? Hey, priesthood against priesthood. We're going to church on Sunday. And that's all. But we can't meet him. Because it is, you should do this forever. It is an eternal command. Forever, forever, so as one man under God, one man, the Jew and the Gentile, as one man. As I close, because Jesus celebrated the tabernacles. I was telling you when we were sitting up here. I was, I was reading it. Because Baba then started going back to the other chapter. When you open verse 17, I mean chapter 17, Ukuluma about the transfiguration. And the transfiguration happens during the Feast of Tabernacles. Whenever you see in the Bible, chapter 17 starts like this. After six days, six days of what? Now, if you're going to study scripture and go into commentary, you're going to understand what it was the six, six days of the feast of the of tabernacles, because the feast was celebrated for seven or eight days. So it was during that time. Who do you say that I am? It was during that feast. Amen. Some of you will not die. Until you see the kingdom, verse 28. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his glory. Because the Feast of Tabernacles is about the glory of God descending on his people, overshadowing them as a tent, Bazalwan. 
So also Jesselana, some of you will not die. And they didn't understand Ututin. Now, after six days of the celebration of the feast, which Jesus was observing, and his disciples were observing, they would go up to the mountain, and there, then uh, suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared. First of all, he was Jesus was transfigured in front of them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as snow. He was already in his glory. So now, they haven't tasted death, but they are seeing the Son of Man in what? In his glory. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appears. Who is Moses and Elijah? They are representing the Torah and the prophets. The, 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 the first five, the law and the prophets. They now appear together as the witness to this one, to Jesus. As the one who is going to walk out what they had the shadow of. As the son of man. Who said to Petro, Lord, it's good for us to be here. I will set up Jengobab H. I will set up three tents. They were seeing the kingdom already. That's what was in their mind. This is the Messiah. When the Messiah comes, he is he's going to restore the kingdom to us. Wow, Lord. I mean, I'm going to set up. I'm going to celebrate. I will set up three that were shelters or booths or tents meant that they were in the feast. O Israel, would not set up Amadog or Dog any other time but during the Feast of Tabernacles. So when we gather, can we stand up and pray? And we're going to welcome Ubaba. When we gather together with the Jews, the firstborn, we are gathering together as one man. Under the tent, we are prophesying. They are, they are beads, their attires. We are prophesying. Will forever be under the tent of the Most High God. As I celebrate in the heritage from under Amatende, as I celebrate a heritage from Psalm 90. Lord, from the beginning of time, you have been our home. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are causing us to, to understand these things. You are causing us to come into the fullness of these things. You are causing us to be the proclamation on the earth. You are causing our families to be the proclamation on the earth. You are causing us, my God, to declare, Babongwe, Lugutis, Zizwe, Zonke, will come 
in procession to they will bring their glory they will bring their treasures under the tabernacle of tabernacles that is Jehovah himself, the creator of the universe. Baba, while we are here on earth, Israel. But our prayer, Baba is that may Israel be saved. May Israel be saved. May Israel be saved. May Israel be saved. May Israel see the Messiah. May Israel see Jesus, Yeshua, their Messiah. Because for thousands of years, they've been sacrificing. During the Feast of Tabernacles, they slaughtered 70 bulls. What are those 70 bulls? The 70 bulls are the 70 nations. Israel has been interceding for us, Bazalwan, to come into the tent. Israel, without knowing, were interceding for us. They were calling us in with the blood of bulls and goats. They were prophesying. Shall be restored under the tent of the Most High God. Israel was calling us. Israel was calling Amazon. Israel was calling Amakosa. Israel was calling Amasutu. Israel was calling my family. During the seven days of the Feast of Tabernacles, Numbers 29. Read there, they sacrifice 70 bulls representing prayers for the nations the nations that were lost to the rulership and the stewardship of principalities and powers israel was prophesying Ukuti, the chains shall be broken from the nations and the nations shall come under the tent of the most high god families shall come under the tent of the most high god hallelujah Jesus. Thank you for all these things that are being revealed to us. We thank you for the grace that you have shown us as Gentile people. That now we have come under the canopy of your grace, under the canopy of your mercy. And there are things, there are blessings, there are benefits, there are advantages that accrue to us because of who we have become. 
The Bible says we have been given the right to become. And so, Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your hand upon your people. These are blessed people and not cursed. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mamichi. I guess you will take your age from the Barcelona. Uh, just briefly, I want us to pray with um, but I love because this is a, a, a physical manifestation of a spiritual truth. They call it a point of contact. They didn't necessarily have to have an uh, Ark of the Covenant. In the Old Testament, Uncle Uncle was there, would come. They would actually say, the glory of God, which has never happened in the New Testament. Few have had sight of certain things, but not in the same measure as it was in the Old Testament. Uncle Uncle understands the, the psychology of the human race. He understands that we are physical. As much as according to scripture, we are spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body. Because of Esau, no, everything was turned upside down. An average human being, they consider themselves as physical. They are physical people. So Nkulunkulu understands the human psyche. What he does is he gives us physical things so that our spirit and our soul can engage with the physical. Not that we need the physical, God is not in this, but because of the nature of the human race. I didn't have to do all that. He's the son of God. He could have just spoke a word and something would have happened immediately. He takes mud and he puts it on his eyes. And there's a lot of stuff like that in the Bible that happened. Unkolunkolo trying to meet us halfway. God meets us where we are. So whenever you see any physical, it's like um, the emblems in the Holy Communion. Those physical things, they are a representation of a truth in the spirit. Say amen. So never be confused. Now, we, we haven't even gone into this. We are gonna, we're going to teach. Mom Kabash has done everything in her strength and power to, to make you understand these things. I'm going to teach these um, in time to come. And you are going to what she has always been explaining to you, your eyes will be opened, and you'll understand what the, the seven feasts are prophetic celebrations. My two mom Kabashi, they were preaching. Uh, I'm going to pray with, with that gentleman just right now. Uh, the seven feasts met, they were preaching. They were not preaching to the principalities for them to be saved. They, can, they can't be saved. They are beyond redemption. Redemption belongs to the human race, to you and I. The word to declare preach is to declare to make known or to announce or pronounce. That's what it means. To state out loud. What they were doing, they were declaring the purposes of God that we are the inheritance of Elohim 
during these times, the, the, the heavens must be opened. You know that in the second heaven, they cloud, there's traffic in the second heaven. This is why the Bible says, oh, Daniel, when he prayed, there was a principality that resisted him for 21 days until uh, Michael came for, to his assistance to help him. Now, they are saying that declaring that during these feasts, let the doors be opened because these are designated appointed times. Everything in the cosmos must cooperate with heaven. You are now commanded to clear the way so that everything that God wants to see happen must happen. There are appointed times, designated times, where God has an appointment with the human race. You say, can't I pray and connect with him tomorrow? Of course you can. You are allowed, you can pray and access God at any given time. But there are designated times in the spirit where God in his itinerary, in his calendar, it is known both in the kingdom of light and in the kingdom of darkness that those who would choose to connect with him in those appointed times, they cannot because everybody must draw the line. He may be the devil, but he is still God's devil. He's on a leash. God allows him a certain distance so that God through him can fulfill certain things. He is a devil, but he, has, he doesn't have absolute power and authority over things that happen on planet Earth. So when we connect and we begin to align ourselves, we are going to explain this to you. These, it's not law. These are celebrations. They are declarations. In each and every one of the feasts, there is Jesus. And you are going to see how glorious it is. And I began to see that there's a lot of people who are beginning to understand. Uh, Charles Pierce and a whole lot of uh, James Golden, a lot of them, they're beginning to understand certain things about this. But this is for another day. I want to teach something briefly today, family, on church growth. But I want uh, the gentleman to come forward. Simamkele, Simamkele, come forward, my brother. I want us to pray with him. Simamkele has a, the spirit of, of depression is hanging over his life. Uh, it's one of those things when your mom, Atigowe, when mom prophesies, when your mom speaks, remember parents stand on earth as a delegated authority by God. A, a word spoken over your life by your parents, it carries so much weight. And there was a time when his mom, and those words are, are, are playing out in his life. His mom told him, um, And so when that happens, it, 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 it immediately brings a curse of, over his life. And the cosmos has to work against him. Because it's the word spoken by the one who bore him for nine months. If the one who bore him for nine months in the womb disconnects with him, everything else disconnects with him. So he walks around and he lives his life day to day with this cloud hanging over him. It's like he is, he is useless. No sense of purpose. 
no sense of destiny. The, 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 the life itself doesn't make any sense. He's got no joy in his life. He's got, he's, he's as dry as anything. You, he tries to connect, but this thing must be broken in the name of Jesus. So I want the mothers to come because a mother spoke these words. I wanted to come around and I want all of you to stand and I want us to pray for him in Jesus' name. And trust, I wanted to lift up your hands, uh, young man. I wanted to go on your knees in Jesus' name. Just go on your knees and allow God. Lori Larabu Ashla Harindros de Christus. Lori Larba Bashme Halarimondre Asl Hermim. Lori Larba Ashtelare Bondre Asl Himim. In the name of Jesus. And now, Father, we break the curse over his life. We break the curse over his life. The words spoken in iniquity, words spoken that reprogrammed his life and they reprogrammed his future. And everything has aligned itself according to the words spoken so that everything gets aborted. Everything in, in life, whatever that he does and whoever he is becoming is aligned with the spirit of death. Because he's not supposed to be here after all, according to the words spoken. And now, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. We go back to the day that Simamgele was conceived in her mother's womb. And we declare in Jesus' name that it's the will of the Lord. When that conception took place, because we realize that he existed in the heavens. He existed in God before he was released into his mother's womb. And Father, in Jesus' name, we call order. We remove in Jesus' name every dark thing, every word spoken. We cut it off. In Jesus' name, we bless that which is in that womb. We go back in time in Jesus' name. And we bless, we bless, we bless, we bless, we bless, we bless, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, Simam Kele Rishlori Ashlihedem Lirilaraba Ashlaharendro Serabeyasi and everything that he was created to do and to be, for he wouldn't have come if you did not sanction it in glory. He wouldn't have come if you did not ordain it, Lord God. Even as Jeremiah spoke, the Lord God knew us before. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for fulfillment of destiny. I pray in Jesus' name, we pray in agreement with these women and cutting down, cutting off every foul word, every negative word, every word that is meant to bring drought and dryness, arid life. We cut it off in Jesus' name. And Father, 
We speak life over Smamgele right now. We speak life. We speak value in Jesus' name. Fill him with your presence. Fill him with glory in Jesus' name. We speak newness of life. Newness. We prophesy over his life right now. We speak to that dry root in Jesus' name. We speak to the dry bones in his soul. Come alive. Come to life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we speak streams of living waters. Let them begin to flow in every dry place in his life. Again, Father, let a dream, a sense of purpose begin to arise in his spirit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Say hallelujah. Say amen. Say hallelujah. We break it off, Father, the weight on his shoulders, the burden in Jesus' name. We break it off. We pronounce and we declare that you are under the blessing. Look at me. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. Just, just, just declare over him and say you are not cursed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed going out. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed everywhere. In Jesus' name. When you sleep, you are blessed. When you wake up, you are blessed. Everywhere you go, you are blessed. Let everything that God has assigned to you be drawn to you. Let life be your portion. Let joy be your portion. Let peace be your portion. Let favor be your portion in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand in Jesus' name. You may, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated, family. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob H., for, the, for working so hard that we have this structure. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try and be very quick because we need to come and, uh, and have communion also. I want to talk to you, family, just briefly about church growth or church growth. Church growth. Church growth. Hallelujah. Uh, we have prayed for him. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so glad we did that. And there's another one who's not here today. We need to pray for I think she's working uh, today. Uh, I, I hope, family, that you have grasped everything that we have been talking about. I've not covered much yet. I'm going to cover a little bit when we do our School of Discipleship 2 uh, on the church. But uh, for now, what you have been given, I think it is okay uh, in the light of what we are meant to do uh, in this time. And uh, I, I, I just trust that you really have been grasping, Bazalwani. I want you to understand that you are not called to be religious. You're not called to be, to be churching. You be called to walk with God, amen. To walk with God and make a difference. Walk with God, make a difference. Say, walking with God, making a difference. And I, I pray that as we as we carry on, your understanding will grow deeper and wider with regards to your identity and purpose as a Christian. The whole point of doing a series on the church 
is so that you understand your identity. Your identity flows from um, who you are. Why did God place us here? What is church? And then you begin, your, your identity then gets carved when you begin to understand that uh, stuff where you have a sense of destiny, sense of purpose, you know exactly why you are here. Now, today, I want to talk to you about uh, church growth. Let's go to Luke uh, 252. Uh, while you go there because of time, I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, Luke 2, verse 52. Uh, we greet the family online. You see, there's a couple of them there. We greet you, family. Luke 2, 52, family. Uh, it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Say amen. That's an amazing scripture that when you look at holistic growth, because God's people need to grow Sing, I be lopsided. You need to grow holistically. And then that says he grew in wisdom, which is mentally in that context. And then it says he grew in stature, which is physically. He grew physically. He wasn't stunted. He grew. Then he grew in favor with God, which is spiritually. The Lord grew spiritually in favor with God. And it says he grew in favor with men, which is socially. So Jesus was a well-rounded person. Uh, growth, when the presence of God is there, anybody who walks with God experiences growth. Say amen. Jesus grew holistically. He must grow. Kolonkul has called us to growth, not to be stunted. Uh, God does not derive any joy from a person who does not grow. Now, I want you to understand that Evidence of life is growth. How do you know that something is alive? It has to grow. You get worried when the little one, uh, after having fed them, they don't grow. We go consult doctors and all these things. Evidence of life is growth. Where there is life, there must be what? There must be growth. Where God is present, there will be growth. So we grow individually as individual Christians, and also we grow, we grow corporately as a body. And uh, as much as I'm going to touch on the corporate growth as a ministry, every ministry called by God must grow. Every ministry, every church must grow. And there are ways and dimensions in which churches grow. But we know that as individuals, the, the growth of, the, of a ministry like this is dependent on, it hinges on individual growth of individual people. So this is why every individual person must be discipled. When I say to you, pray, I've got you at heart, but I also understand that if you do not pray, there is a weak link somewhere. Something is going to happen. With one person who's not fully connected, they can influence the rest of the people, and they begin to pull everything down. So... The, the growth of a ministry, the growth of a church, is dependent on the growth of every individual member. Every, we were at Hazelmia earlier on, just teaching them. We teach their foundational truths about the gospel. There are milestones with the little ones, milestones. Mam Gubelanga, you are track among milestones. At three months, this is what happens. Six months, this is what happened. 
I have four kids, so I, I'm, I'm good at that. One year, this is what happens. And on three years, these are the, according to the, due to the, the medical people, this is what should come through when he is three. If I don't see these thing, things at three years old, I get worried. I go back to the doctor, I tell him, but you said when he's three, these things must come to light. I don't see them. It's called milestones, out milestones. So the growth of a ministry hinges upon the growth of an individual believer. It is important, family, that you understand that when you see churches, there's a difference between a, a swelling and organic growth. You're not talking about a swelling. A swelling is when there's a gimmick. And through a gimmick, I can pull a whole lot of people to fill a hole. That's not growth. That is, if you check every person that they have no prayer life, hardly, they just count on him to come and anoint them with all whatever it is. There, there, is, no, there is no real growth. A, a swelling, swell, is when In other words, there's something, if you, if you study the, the whole ministry, you'll find that there's something somewhere that attracts so many people. They're not accountable to anybody. They, they leave the church and go do whatever they want. There's no accountability. There's no sonship. There is no, there's nothing like that. They just come fill the place. He's happy when that happens because the more uh, corner, it looks like he's big and all that. But I want you to understand that if you want to grow a ministry, you grow a ministry organically. It, it, it takes time. You work very hard to do that because you're, you're concerned about individual people. Not happy that they are coming to fill the place. You want to know that even as they sit here, that's why I speak the way I speak. That even as you come and sit here, are you growing? Are you praying? This is why last week I was asking you questions. I was saying, I hope that you prayed this week. I hope that you woke up to pray. I hope that you read your Bible. Why would I care? Because I understand the connection between a church that grows organically and be a powerful ministry. Every believer in that house must be uh, really, really motivated and have a revelation of what this is about. Say amen. So individually, we grow in wisdom. Uh, we grow. You become more aware of your identity. This is how, how do you know that you're growing? You must know when you are growing and when you are not. There must be descriptors. There must be things that you look at to see if I am growing. It must worry you if you are not growing. It must worry you if you are the same person that you were a year ago. If you are the same person you were two years ago. My attitude has changed. The way I speak has changed. My fear when I am with my friends not to participate in what they do. Have I grown bolder? Have I grown more fierce in terms of my faith? Am I able to share my faith now? What has happened? Because you have to measure in Jesus. Let me say measure. A Christian has to grow. A Christian must grow. Out here, a Christian must grow. We have a better relationship now with God. I used to, uh, when I wake up, you're just so sleepy. And I remember that when I was in Sento Zoom, in midway prayer, you don't know what you are doing. You are so sleepy. I've been there. 
your heart wants to do it, but you just, you, you, the body is just, is so, so much war. And then you begin to set an alarm and you begin to pray. So you, you grow spiritually. We grow uh, family as individuals. I want you to be intentional about growth. I want to be intentional about growth. It's more impact. It's more impact. Your, your life now as a Christian is not just self-centered and inward looking. You begin to impact. There's more latitude. You begin to impact other people around you. Somebody stopped me where we are. Said, I want to think. Okay, let's just leave that. But what I want to say to you is this. We get a lot of those things. And there was this, there's this little kid. I'm talking to her. And then I realized, but I like more vital for the last two days or so. So I called them. The reason why, by the way, as the ministry grows, I, I, I got I to gotta think twice about it. The reason why I'm still working is because we're growing the ministry. There will come a time when the, when the ministry places a demand on me, which is going to be soon. Then I've got to quit then. Wives don't like that, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. So I'm talking to this child. The reason why I'm, I'm there is for those things, and, and they know. So I'm talking to this kid. I'm saying, Mama, to Mama, Sekai. When, when I say Mama Sekai, that means she's unemployed. I don't have to, Mupumamu Sekai, or they both unemployed. We do that all the time. We don't teach English, we just teach life and destiny in a certain way. And say, Uzen is all. That is enough for me. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have parents. I am connected to orphans. I'm drawn to orphans. Orphans move me. So I, I told him, I, I think I had a, some 90 rand in my pocket, just whatever money I had, just give it all of it. Let's go buy bread and tell Gogo, we are coming. We're coming two days from now. So talk to my wife, spend about a thousand rand. to support everything. I, I know how to buy. I know how to buy. I know how to buy. So what I'm saying to you is, so you spend, and I didn't even spend enough. We always say this with, with, with my wife, Father, we know what to do with money. She discovered another uh, orphan, I think, she went somewhere, and then there's another family they need to take care of. So when you give, that's what we do. That's, God gives you latitude. Now, there are things that we do outside of care. As I do as a person. I told her, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Wait, which school are you going to next day? Yeah, somewhere. We'll, we'll buy your uniform. I'm going to buy your uniform. I'm going to buy you. And she begins to smile. I'm gonna buy your uniform, I'm gonna buy you everything. There is one now, from grade seven. Just take, she's an orphan. Because we don't just give and then go. I track them until they, they finish school. I just fixed her phone. And they spend, I spent about 800 rand and she broke it within two days. I had to pay another 600. Why? Because she needs emails so that she can get a, 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 a information from, from her school. What I'm saying to your family, when we are working with God, there's a level of growth, out of growth. Now, that growth, imagine, 
a church with 5,000 people and every one of those people, they are so mature. You are able to adopt a family. There are 5,000 families adopted by those people and they don't want anything from them except just to bless them. Identify Most of these families are no koko. Koko, she doesn't know what to do. Don't worry, koko. Don't worry. I don't have everything, but I have enough to make a difference. So I'm saying to you, lend at your call at the church ecclesia. That's what we are about, family. When he says we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, I go to win a debate. I go to to fund my scriptures and I was in It means I, I make impact wherever I go. I make Jesus shine. Let your light so shine before men to the extent that they see. So we grow, family. I grow. It's not the same you anymore. The Lord Jesus expects us to, to grow. Amen. Now, I want us to go to Mark chapter 11, verse 12 to 13. In the back of my mind, I know that you need to have communion, so I'm trying to do this. Yes, we may have to just, uh, just give us 15 more minutes today. I'm just trying and be very quick, though. Mark 11, 12 to 13, it says, And on the day after when they had come out from Bethany, he was in need of food, and seeing a fig tree in the distance with leaves, he went to see if by chance he had anything on it. And when he came to it, he saw nothing but leaves, for it was not the time for the fruit to come out. And he said to it, let no man take fruit from you forever. Now, John 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit. Verse 4 of that same chapter, it says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. Verse 8, the same chapter says, My father is honored by this, that you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear much fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Amen. Ecumenical growth and fruitfulness are the same word in the Bible. God expects his people to be fruitful. God expects his people to be fruitful. God expects me to be fruitful. Lender ethic growth, the word growth is, 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 it means to prosper. It means to thrive, is to blossom. It's growth. It's being profitable. It's to show results. Growth means to gain height. It means to put on weight. Do you know that the, the word glory in Hebrew is weight? 
Did you know that? You know that. The word glory in Hebrew, it's weight. So, the glory has departed. Kabod, 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 kabod means weight. So when you, when the glory of God is upon you, you outweigh the enemy. Understand that the enemy has got so much weight. This is why they pull strings in the universe. That's why they do so much that they do because they've got so much weight and influence. A person who with the weight of God's glory outweighs on the scale in the spirit. You outweigh them. Because of the, so the prayer is, Lord, add weight on me that I may be able, when I punch, this is why a, a featherweight cannot uh, fight a heavyweight. When they stand on the scale, they ask you to go and put on more pounds so that when you punch, it, it, it has impact on the opponent. Most Christians, we, we're punching in the spirit, but we are featherweight, we are lightweights. We, we are not causing things to shift in the spirit. It is, it, it is required of us to go to the secret place, to go on a fast and to spend days praying and say, Lord, add weight. I need more weight. When I come out of that place after 40 days, whatever time, when I begin to speak, when I begin to do certain things, it can, I push what I could not shift before because I, I, I weighed less than that thing. There are burdens in the earth. People are carrying burdens and weights, but that's another message. So when we grow, that's what it means to put on weight, to develop, to perform better, to look better, to make strides. God expects you and I to make strides. So a Christian must grow family. This is why the first thing he does when he has created them, he sees them over there, then words that come out of his mouth. The Bible says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, be fruitful. It's the first thing he tells them, be fruitful, be productive, yield, produce, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Growth is an outward sign of those who live under God's blessing. A person who walks under the blessing of God, they will have a manifestation of growth. Things will grow in your life. Things will not die. Things grow. Out things will grow. So I want you to have a perspective of growth that as a believer, do not allow the enemy to, to, to stunt you. Uh, you, just, you just arrive at a certain, they say you, you're plateauing. You, you've been growing. There was a time when you had passion for God, then you plateau. And you're just at this place, you can't go beyond always hunger and thirst. Always, when you feel like you're comfortable, go on a fast. When you feel like you are cruising, just go on a fast. Lord, humble me, show me. Because I know Hallelujah. A Christian always has to grow. We need to be conscious of growth. Growth is the evidence that God is with you. Christians who don't grow are very frustrating, Bazalwan. Christians who, who are not growing are frustrating. I appreciated it when we had that engagement on Wednesday. I love that because when, when there are areas like that, we need to engage that way. 
And uh, it, it, uh, please do that, family, all the time. When you, there's something you don't understand, just come, come, come forward and let us, let us explain it. Amen. What, what you don't want, a person who does not grow, it is what, what would we call, I learned this in 93, it's called private interpretation. It's passive. Private interpretation is when I preach a message or not, or I'm not trying to anybody, when we, when we preach a message here and you don't understand it and you go outside and you have a certain committee and you discuss outside and you begin to see this light and cut into pieces. It's called, it's a private, it, it, it is a spirit that is very dangerous because what, number one, it dishonors leadership. It, it, it says that whatever that they were saying, it's nonsense. So I appreciate, I hope you, no one is, is doing that here. And if, please uh, don't, don't, I hope there's, uh, no one is doing that. Please don't do that. So what I was saying is, they've got those tendencies like that because there is no, because it changes your attitude. Even if there's something that you don't need, that doesn't mean that you must be gullible. That's another thing you must guard again. Don't be gullible. You don't just receive. If you there's something that you don't understand, just go to the person, go to Mamji, go to other people who will introduce soon. Um, just ask for clarity in, in the right spirit. But don't mock. It, 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 it becomes a curse on your life. It, becomes, it begins to work against you. Uh, do everything in the right spirit. All right, family. All right. So we are to grow. Say amen. Now, let me just... Quickly, if I can, it's 10 past four. See how I track time. <laughs> I track time. It's important. Corporate growth, I was just addressing individual growth. As your spiritual father, as your pastor, I'm asking you to grow, family. I want you to be intentional about growth. Amen. Be intentional about growth. Be, be worried if your attitude is not changing, if your relationship with the word is not changing. I want the word to have more influence in your life than before. That's how you know. When you come in the boxing match with the word, the word wins every time. Unlike before when you were like, that's how you know you are growing. Now, corporate growth, corporate the body, amen. A church or a ministry grows in four ways at least. Is more. A church grows, a church ministry grows in four ways. The church grows spiritually, family, write it down. The church grows spiritually as a body. As a body. We grow spiritually. We now through teaching, there's depth in knowledge. When we when we teach and when we disciple you, there's depth in knowledge. You grow spiritually. There are things when you begin to understand. There is spiritual growth. Uh, spiritual growth also as a body. There's a, there's a fruit of the spirit and there's a gift of the spirit. We will teach very soon on the gifts of the spirit. The gifts of the spirit. Nine gifts of the spirit. So a church grows spiritually. Out The church grows spiritually. Unfortunately, that's more or less the only growth that most people know. It's, it's spiritual growth. There are causes, the DCC, the spiritual growth um, uh, school, and we were part of that because the church has to grow spiritually. 
fundamentally we are a spiritual entity. So first and foremost, we must grow where? Spiritually. People must, must pray. When, you, when I give a microphone at any given time to any person here, and I ask you to pray, you must be able to pray. You know why? Because we have been praying in the secret place. So it's not a new thing to you. You, you, you are a praying person. You have your own fast that is not even declared by the church. Can I go on fast, by the way? Which we haven't declared yet because we need to crown you. Amen. Say hallelujah. So the church grows spiritually. Number two, the church grows numerically. What in numerically? The church grows in numbers. The church has to grow in numbers. Why? Because of the presence of God, where, where God is, where life is, the manifestation of that is, is, is growth. There's growth. And there's something also about quality that yields quantity. If the presence of God here is quality, that automatically yields, not necessarily automatically, but it gives birth to quantity. So there is numeric growth. So understand that church must grow. Church must grow. The old uh, buildings, when they hit 100 capacity, that's it. That, that's how they were made. They didn't have a vision for numeric growth. It's breaking down walls because we are evangelizing. We are changing culture. The one who stole steals no more. The one who abused his wife, abused his wife no more. It's all point of ecclesia. You're changing culture, changing mindset. Amen. Those who live beyond their means, we teach them, to do, no, 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 just live within your means so that you don't take from the future of your kids and squander it in the present. It's a changing culture, changing mindset. That's why churches must grow so that you can influence many people. We teach our children a culture. You don't litter. You don't throw uh, litter on the, on the ground. None of them do. Like Kabashi family, imagine a church of 10,000 people. No one litters. No one litters. No, there's no littering. Why would you do that? Why would you take something? Where he said he wins. Change of mindset. Ecclesia influences the way of life in society. That's who we are. This is why the, 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 the more you have of such people, the nations and regions begin to change. Because you take them from here and you send them back to, to, to home affairs. You send them back to wherever they have been. The, a person who was very, very slow, they did the least possible. Now they walk in there with a kingdom mindset. Where's the buzzer one? The man with every little point and you show you, it's no while on drinking and never go. It's really so when I'm a bit disciplined and being willing and cooling my island. But I wanted to understand that the church grows numerically. Number three, the church grows financially or financially, the resources. There shouldn't be a Christian. A child of God in a house like this of Valelukes, it wouldn't happen. Why would that happen? Instead of putting Tenge a private jet, I have to weigh I have to weigh against because we know how many people are unemployed, we know how many people are suffering, we know how many kids Now I have to weigh, do I buy a Maserati or do I buy just a nice BM so that I can take the whole lot of money and just plant it over here so that I can bless them. 
a child. Ibanda uh, once was about 2,000, 3,000. There is no child as the local Kofinian was in the university. No, the church must, the church is that family. Church, we, are, we become an economy of sorts. So the church grows. So the church grows financially, not to benefit the gentleman so he can buy a second jet. We grow so the thing that must be done. Amen. Unless God raises two, three billionaires over here. And even that, I won't get it. You know why I won't get a jet? Even if some people could do that, it's because of the perception. Sometimes now, the church that God is raising, we are even dealing with perception. Even if I could, I want. So that I do not fall under this umbrella of these people preaching prosperity gospel and uh, are you with me amen we we want to we want to give like corner we, we just want to give how do you take it we don't take an offering over there you don't you give over there you give you want you want to find out we don't take an offering it has on me amen so just, 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 just work with me, family. I'm, I'm trying. Maybe I need to just stick to this. But every point must be explained. That's my challenge. So the church grows spiritually. The church grows numerically in numbers. The Kingdom Embassy House have a vision of being one of the biggest churches in the city over a period of years. Must have that. And every person in the house must have that vision. That as Kingdom Embassy House, we want to grow. And these are the reasons why we must grow. We don't just growing for the sake of growing. We are growing. They, they, they are better off in the ark because they, they, that's where they are saved. They are preserved. That's where they are protected. That's where they are given a culture of the kingdom and mindset, as I've explained. So we grow spiritually. We grow numerically. We grow financially. And we grow socially in terms of our community involvement and community impact. Ray McCauley asks a question a couple of many years ago. He says, if Rayma were to shut down, shut down forever is before COVID. If Rayma were to shut down, who would lose out? Is it Christians in the building or is it the community? Who would, who would feel a sense of loss? Because if we are saying it's Christians in the building who will feel a sense of loss, that means we haven't been impacting society. But if Kingdom Embassy House, because they know that these were the, the church must have impact. So we grow socially. We have a footprint everywhere as, as we grow. And all of you, as you mature and you understand your identity and your purpose in the earth, we are not called just for sauntering, but we are called to, to create waves and, 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 just, and, just, and just be there for God and create portals for heaven to come and bless the people in Jesus' name. So spiritually, we grow deeper. Numerically, we go wider. Socially, we go broader. And financially, we grow richer. 
Don't be scared of that word. I'm just praying that some of you will be multimillionaires. Multimillionaires. Because when, when they are multimillionaires in the house of God, we don't have to go back. There is nothing that offends me than these sheets. When people want to build or buy a, a piece of property, is it? We go to every person. Now I call. You go to a joint in Labana. They're looking at you, but what about your God? You, you, you want us to, we, we, we don't need that family. This is why believers must be givers because we are competing with a, a cruel, ruthless world system that is well-sponsored. This is why uh, tithing makes sense, but that's for another day must understand these things in, co in context, family. You must know what's going on. Say amen. So I pray that God blesses you. Every person here who is not employed, this is why you must be employed, so that you can, you can, you can self-sustain. Uh, I was telling the people, uh, when, uh, Hazelmere, that the reason why I'm a caller, they get hit financially the way that they do, is because the enemy knows. Amen. He wants a church that is just so poor. That's what they taught there. In the Vatican, yet they are so rich themselves. All right. Uh, so I want to suggest you speak for the next 10 minutes, then I, I, I close on growing numerically. And I'm hoping to teach you today of how to help us as a house individually to go and do things we've never done before. Amen. Now we are too shy. Why don't you break everything and begin to think about Jesus I don't know how much uh, time we have still here on earth, but whatever that remains of our lives, you want to make the best of it, family. Uh, we have lived for ourselves. Okay, they are young people who still enjoy life. I was telling Gwenza the other day, when you're talking about the, 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 the rapture, old people want it to happen tomorrow. Young people want it to happen in the next 200 years. Because I'm not shabby, I understand that. But we, we want to be impactful or impactful. We want to be impactful in the earth. Impactful. Say amen. So why must a church grow in numbers? The church is the ark that saves, that protects, that preserves the generation. Amen. Uh, the, the mind of God has mandated us as, uh, to be custodians of his, of his mind and his heart and his will for mankind. We carry this book is, is what God wants to see being acted out on planet Earth. In Dao, the institution that preaches the, the word of God is the church. So people need to come to church so that their lives can be changed. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Number two, why the church must grow in numbers. It is proof that we are obedient to the Great Commission. You remember the Great Commission? Great Commission in Matthew 28, he told them before he left. He gives them, they say, before someone leaves or before someone dies in a hospital, Jesus 
says, go then and make disciples of all nations. Go. He doesn't say stay. Go spell. Go spell. Without go. It's only a spell. You'll catch that some other time. Did you hear that? Go spell without go. It's only a spell. Now he says, go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. Say amen. Number three, the reason why the churches must grow, especially this one, there is strength in numbers or there is strength in numbers. The more people in Deben who practice the culture of God, culture of God's word, the better. Would you agree, family? This is why he told Adam, God told Adam to feel the earth. Feel the earth and subdue it. As you feel the earth, you are subduing. Because if, if, if there were 20 people, now 18 of them think like God, that whole era is already subdued. Because you are now the majority. He says, fill the earth, fill the earth. In filling the earth, subdue it through numbers. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. So understand that we are supposed to win the lost. We are supposed to win the lost. So individually, family, what, what, what are we asking you to do? What am I asking you to do? Now, for us to be able to do this, now understand that I used to stand a person, a person. Bible College, 93. We asked Amen. We used to preach in the bar, on the bus, preach the gospel. We used to go places, preach the gospel. It's not natural, family, to stand in front of people who don't, probably don't like you. They don't like what you are saying. They probably won't even receive what you are saying. But you have to. The first thing that you need to do, family, if you are going to be part of Vision 100, is learn to die. Die to self. Lose yourself. I need to lose myself. Put yourself in the back seat and prioritize his need. Says, go and make disciples. Lose yourself. I, I am shy naturally. I don't want to put myself in a position whereby I am likely to be embarrassed and humiliated. I don't want to just feel like a rejection. No, ours is to share the gospel. The problem is to think that they, they need to right there on the spot accept Jesus. Ours is to share the gospel. Our mind is to share the gospel and leave the results with the Lord. So we need to do that, family. God, our Savior, who wants all people, all people to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of truth. You can play the Lunga. Amen. So, in the month of, of October, the first three weeks of October, 
out October. From the 1st of October to the 22nd of October. Please, family, I want you to, to, to note this. This is, this is what we are doing now and we are trusting God to move with you in doing this. In Jesus' name. I want you to pray for three people. Now, Uspe does these things without before, before this. Please bring these people. Amen. Pray for three people daily from the 1st of October to the 22nd. Are you with me, family? We may have, we are going to have a fast around this for three days. I will tell you when. Now, I want to pray for three people. I'm not talking about people who go to church, some church. I'm not talking about people who are I'm talking about people who are not born again. People, a friend, a colleague, a family member, uh, anybody. Do you know that there are people who would listen to you just because it's you? There are people that you have influence over. Alive on earth today, they respect you, but you haven't spoken to them about Christ because you're scared, because you're shy. Now, I pray that God breaks that over you. So, for me, I want everyone in this place and online to do this family. Now, as you pray for them, as you pray for them, asking God to save their soul, ask God to save their soul. I want you to do this every single day over the next three weeks from the 1st of October. Just bring them before God in Jesus' name. And then I want you, family, to do something practical with these people. Send them a, send them a promise. Send them, send them, send them a scripture. Just ask them if you can pray with them. Ask them if there's something that you can pray with them towards. People are suffering out there. And Christians are not bold enough to reach out to them. People are suffering out there. Don't worry about the facades and the, and the masks they put on. The world is looking for real ecclesia who are going to forget themselves and sense of embarrassment and everything else and reach out. How to reach out. Reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. You ask them if there's anything they'll want you to pray for in their lives. Do something, family. Do something. Do whatever it can. Take them out for coffee. It's three of them. So it's, it's one week you take one person. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. Just, just do something and begin to share the gospel with them in Jesus' name. If you can afford to do so, whatever it takes, 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 we are almost done, family. So I'm asking you to share the gospel with these people. I'm talking to every member of Kingdom Embassy House. This is where the house, Kingdom Embassy House is moving this is where we are going. This is what we are doing in the month of October. And I, I'm asking all of you to do this. Now, how do we tell people about Jesus? What do we say? How, how do we tell people about Jesus? 
How many people here have led someone to Christ? You have no idea the joy of leading someone to Jesus. Don't worry. All of you are going to win souls. Mama Hadeb is here. Hand up. Amen. Mama G, for three of you. Every person here, family, every person here must be a soul winner. Every person here. Ecclesia, I call it. It steps out of the circle and it pulls people from out there into the ark. That's growth. It's inconveniencing, sometimes embarrassing. It's part of God working with you. We are like We you get drawn people who You get drawn to people who smile when you preach. You just want to preach to them. Let me just preach to these here. Hallelujah. Family, I, I, I pray that you are able to do this. There was a point I was making and then Gubelang distracted me by smiling. So I was drawn to him. Amen. So I, I, I wonder, I was, I, was, I was telling you what, you what you're supposed to say. Everyone is supposed to be a solo winner and the joy that comes from that. Amen. There are pamphlets there. I want, I want to teach you something in the family. Just, oh Lord Jesus. Now, sometimes in Konzo, there's umoya. Just quickly, if it was only five minutes, I'm not doing justice to this, to be honest with you. Lori Larabo Shandri Larabo Oslahamim. Just give them one. I just want to just give them one. As I teach you this next week, family. Let us teach you this next week. For now, just take this. All you must do is, the, is this. Your opening statement, I'm going to teach you this next week. Oh, let us stand so that I can see that I'm supposed to close. <laughs> Amen. God has an offer. I wanted to go through that pamphlet and make sense of it during the course of the week. When we see each other, don't throw that in the bin, please. Gosh, how can you do that? Yo. I wanted to have a look at that. Please, let's move this pulpit. Let's put it over there. Look at that pamphlet during the course of this week. And when we begin, when, when, when I see you next week on Sunday, I want to take you through how to lead a person to Jesus. There's a lot of things that we, we, that we do. But they, they are, I want us to stick to that. To stick to that, I want you to know how to lead someone to Jesus. And I want you to know, how do you lead them? In, how, how do you say a sinner's prayer? Next week, family, please do come. Say, I will come. Sipo, are you back? Back next week. You, you're back. I want you to be back. Amen. So, let's, 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 let's focus on that next week. Now, Father, I thank you for your people. And thank you for the things that you are going to do in this place. In Jesus' name.
Every person mobilized, everyone is planted, 